Hi, everybody. I'm John. And I'm Ann. And this is John, John and Ann's Wrestling, Wrestling Podcast. Podcast. Okay. Man, I am so good at the keyboard. You are really good at the keyboard. I've been yeah. impressed. I've seen your skills grow over the yeah. course of this um, podcast. Um, anyway, welcome to John and Ann's <laughs> Wrestling Podcast. We didn't have a bit planned or anything. We're just we're just going loose this well, week. Well, we had a little... I mean, we went to see a... We a, saw a lot of wrestling this week. We, well, saw a lot, I, we also saw a film. Which yeah, I was gonna do my bit where I was gonna say I didn't really have time to watch wrestling this week. I only watched two hours of Impact and the Barbie movie. Ayo. Hey. So now you are a radicalized feminist. Uh, yeah. Which you weren't before. That's why I'm wearing this leather vest. Yeah. Because it, it's it's a symbol of how tough I am, and also how cool I am. Mm-hmm. So I'm wearing a leather vest today, um, so that everybody knows, hey, tough, cool. Very Rhea Ripley. Thank you. You're welcome. It's probably the kindest thing I've ever said to you. It really is. Oh, my God. I'm going to cry. Can we do start walking around speaking in an Australian accent? <laughs> and I just have to no-sell it and act like it's been that way the whole time. Oh, no. <laughs> it's Dominic Mysterio. Yeah. <laughs> Dominic. Dom. It's Dom. These are the Rhea Ripley auditions. These Dom. Mommy. <laughs> Mommy's always on top. We either lost all of our Australian fans or gained a ton of them. Yeah, because I fooled them with my excellent like, accent work. I'm not in SAG, but I should be. Yeah. Uh, anyway, this week we have um, a few different things to talk about. Yeah, we can. But firstly, as the cool, as the cool bitch with the leather jacket vest excuse me vest is just a jacket without arms that's true steve austin used to wear a leather vest to the ring and i believe he used to refer to it as a jacket because at wrestlemania 15 fun fact he always used to come out with his leather vest on for his entrance and at wrestlemania 15 he came out in just a a t-shirt um and the story goes that he was like "Ah, i forgot my damn jacket ah yeah that's funny. You forgot. Um, it. Yeah, it's pretty funny. Yeah, so this week I didn't watch Dynamite Live, and I intended to watch it the next day until I saw something that once again, because this is what's been happening to me with Dynamite. I keep not watching it live and being like, I'll watch it tomorrow, like morning, whatever. Um, but then I always hear something messed up, like, oh, there was only one 60-second women's match. <laughs> or this time there was a women's match, which was like, okay. And then they zoomed in on a sign that said, book the women's division better in the crowd and held for several seconds. They had a very awkward women's match that was kind of bad. It was like... I saw the botch. That's all I saw. There was was a very bad botch, but even (laughs) still, just like the rhythm of it was very slow and weird. I... I don't want to put the blame on one person, but it did feel like it was largely probably Britt Baker uh, because she really hasn't been wrestling long singles matches in a while. And I don't know. Should we yeah. not be putting blame on people? I don't know. It just felt like 
There's no one to blame. This is just nature. It just was a, it just was a weird match. From people it's that I know can have a really good match. But it was then it was the sign, which independent of the match, was book the women's division better. And they held on it for like several seconds. Yeah. And it which, was very focused on it, which almost was like, is Tony messing with us? Is he acknowledging and agreeing with us and fighting some sort of like network? Is that how long it takes him to read a sign? Yeah, hang, like, on, hang, <laughs> hang on. Wait, no, hold there. There's a okay, that one's good. <laughs> right, hold. Oh, no, 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 no. Cut. Cut. No, cut. get that off. Get no, that that's off. That's bad. That's bad. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's live editing the sign shots. Put that as reading glasses. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's a weird one. And so, in light of the recent uh, complaints we've all had about mm-hmm. AEW's booking of female wrestlers, which is to say, lack thereof, I am declaring this day in my leather vest that I will only now be watching Impact and GCW until this is rectified. And how would you be able to tell if it's rectified? You'll tell me. Okay. <laughs> Babe, it's better. My boyfriend will be watching AEW. Hey. I will be watching the other ones. Hey. And he's going to tell me if there's a good women's match on AEW. And if there's two. And if there's two, I'm back fully. I'm I, back invested. I watched some of Impact with you, and the report was that there were at least two women's matches. Oh, yeah. And funny, they had plenty of time for men still. It was, yeah, it was wild. It was two really meaty women's matches. I mean, the matches themselves were meaty, not the women, although yeah, the women are sometimes meaty, too. Yes, yeah, meaty women. Um, but, and, yeah. and it was cool. It was, it was almost surreal watching it. You know, yeah, you're like, well, it can be done. it's just happening. It's not like a whole thing. It's just a match with women that has a story. And they're just like, hey, here's another match. And they don't act like, wow, wow, we got the women's, the women's division. The Look girl. At the women. Here's Britt Baker, <laughs> which is what they've done like two or three weeks now. Two in weeks a row. in a row. They've been yes. like, and here's Britt Baker. <laughs> and it's only been Britt Baker. And we love you, Britt. We do love you. I th- That's why I was like concerned because it was just weird that the match was weird because Ty yeah. Valkyrie and, and Britt Baker are both great. So that's why I'm thinking that Britt Baker had, I think, been injured a little bit and she hasn't really had like a long singles match in a while. But even a couple weeks ago, I mean, she had a great tag match on, um, uh, I guess it was a couple months ago at this point. But I remember her and Jamie Hayter versus the out. It's hard to tell with Outcast stuff in AEW because it's been going on for so long. Yeah, the Outcast. I'm like, oh, that was like three weeks ago. No, that was like six months ago. The Outcasts have absolutely overstayed their welcome, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, Ruby's been very energized by it, and so has Tony Storm actually. But it's just that the story. Keep- Although this week on Dynamite 200, they are going to have a match they've built to where Hikaru Shida was like kind of she got involved in the outcast thing and then disappeared and then came back and was involved again and then just started doing random matches but that was to build her up to get a title shot so now she's got a title shot against tony storm on dynamite 200 oh so, that so match maybe great. tony thought showing that sign was a way to build up to that match tony storm she no was trying tony to get in there Khan she's trying to being get in there like right yeah, so the narrative is right now that we're not booking any women's matches. Yeah, so the storyline right now is that we are sexist. Yeah. And we don't care about women and we're not going to book them. And then, whoa, a suddenly a big women's match that's really good. Whoa, what a coup for us. And then we're good for like six months. Yeah. I hope that's not what's happening. No, I don't think it is because Tony Khan also books Ring of Honor. And even though the Ring of Honor pay per view that just happened only had one women's match on the pre-show and one women's match on the main card. 
the one women's match on the main card was the main event. And mm. if you watch Ring of Honor Weekly, there's usually like two or three women's matches that are like long and meaningful and have like a story behind them. And like Athena is one of the most heavily featured people on that show. Yeah. So it's not as though Tony Khan is like seemingly uninterested in booking women or that like it just feels although it's got to be a network. Remember, thing. John, the people booking Ring of Honor right now are Stokely Hathaway. That's true. And Jerry Lynn. Yeah. And Jerry Lynn, whatever. But it's mostly Stokely Hathaway. Jerry Lynn's got a face to face on Dynamite. So, you know, he's, he's around. But yeah, you're right. Maybe maybe that is distracting him. Maybe he's going to it is Stokely Hathaway. He has managed women. And we are hard to manage. Uh, uh, that's not what I meant, but that's pretty funny. Anyway, we've talked a lot about women's wrestling on this podcast because of me. Yeah. We and um, we have made it very clear that we think women should be booked on wrestling shows. And I think I've now made my declaration about my viewing habits as a viewer and what they will be moving forward until this is rectified. Mm-hmm. Tony Khan, Tony Khan, you think you're the king of TV? Whoa. Well, you just lost one viewing peasant. So let's see how long your castle stands without my sustenance farming. Strong words. (laughs) I'm good on Mike. I'm really good on Mike. We're still alive. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So, did you have anything else you wanted to add to that? I wouldn't want to shut down your um, yeah, my, your voice. My Ken. Your, I am Ken. Your important Ken voice I'm in this. Ken. Um, no, I mean I agree. I think it's just also another. Well, one thing I will add is that Impact and GCW, for example, do a great job of not only featuring women on their shows very heavily and meaningfully, they also do a great job of just having women compete against men. And yeah. any, just your roster is your roster. And there is like a women's division that can be separate, but it's also like they've had women be world champions there and it's not weird. Yeah, it's it makes just, it you know, easier to it's like just anybody can go for the world. That's kind of what I, I like, like the women's division being like a division, right? It's almost you like can, heavyweight or featherweight exactly. or, or, you know, whatever. Or, yeah. And you can, that can be a division, but then also featherweight, vagina weight, you know, yeah, like, you know, booby weight, you know, weight, like yeah. it's like, yeah, that's, um, Definitely I love how much that made you smile. Definitely something a twelve-year-old Just me has saying Googled. "booby" made you like fluster. That's something for a, a twelve-year-old has googled for sure. <laughs> how much do boobies weigh? Um, well, Timmy, it depends. Depends on a lot of factors, but uh, but yeah, but then anybody can go. But like the world title can be like above all divisions, and anybody who has like conquered their division can go. Yeah. You know, and go for the world title. So yeah. Like, Becky Lynch should be able to challenge for the WWE Championship. Rhea Ripley should be able to challenge yes. for the WWE Championship. You know, people that have, like, it's like, okay, you've done. Because also, it makes peop- it makes it feel like you're less capped at where you are. I know they do a, try to do a job, a good job in WWE of making it like the women's titles are world titles. Mm-hmm. And they're just, like, different. But, like, equal and different is not always as we've known the the yeah, best system. famously. Yeah, so it um, doesn't always work out. Not always the best option. Yeah, often not even intentioned well. So um, mm, No. But um, anyway, but yeah, so that would be great. Uh, but that all said, I'm still watching AEW. So. Yeah, he's still so part of I the know? problem. So what are, what are you going to do? Um, well, we that's the thing, on. ladies. Remember, men can never really be feminists because they are too invested in the status quo. Uh, anyway, okay, so... Uh, <laughs> 
It's okay. You're one of the good ones. <laughs> I'm one of them. Yeah. No, it's fine. Um, I also just wanted to throw this out there um, for this week. Because uh, I, I also watched the season premiere of Heels, season mm. two premiere of Heels. And uh, it's great. Heels is a really good show that I just started a week ago. And I finished season one really quickly. I burned right through it. And it was very good. It's a show about two brothers whose dad dies and leaves them a wrestling promotion. And them dealing with their dad's death. He was like a famous wrestler. In the, he's, he's, he's kind yeah, of like yeah, a Terry yeah. Funk figure yeah. in this universe. Oh, okay. But like a tragic one. Um, and his two sons inherit his uh, wrestling promotion. And they try to keep it going. And um, it's really good because it's very... Um, it's got humor, it's got drama, but it's kind of a soap opera that feels like a wrestling show because some of the dialogue is a little silly or, yeah. like, simple, but in that way that, like, feels like a wrestling promo, you know? Oh, like, cool. sometimes the monologues the characters are delivering, I'm like, this is like a wrestling promo right now. I mean, Stephen Amell has his background is from Arrow and all of those, oh, yeah. uh, all of those DC CW shows um i mean i love all those shows and i've watched a lot of them but they are very like soap opera like they're yeah. very straightforward yeah and like a f there's a, f a clear formula um yeah they talk a lot amongst the characters about being heels and faces in like life as well as the ring like it's mm -hmm. that kind of stuff um but it's just really fun and they do a lot of interesting stuff camera wise if you start watching it i want you to watch for this and tell me if you think i'm right because i thought of this but i haven't gone back to check if it tracks they do a lot of interesting stuff with like entrances and exits mm. like there's always something meaningful that happened by a doorway and then like it just always feels like scenes begin with someone walking in a door in a way that's like very like wrestling it, yeah it's like it, it feels like it maintains a front stage or front of house like backstage divide in the narrative like really important conversations will often happen like outside <laughs> i hope that people it's, enter rooms with full entrance music i mean there's a couple scenes where it feels like they should mm -hmm. but uh yeah so that's an interesting you know and in a wrestling show entrances are a big deal the match is a big deal the exit often not a yeah. Not, not as big of a deal, you know? You yeah. Have, you should have a whole choreographed exit as well. Some people kind of do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it just feels like they've divided the universe of the show into like, well, they have. Like it's, there's stuff that happens in the ring and there's the stuff that happens out of the ring and there are some characters who can't bridge that divide. Like they can't deal with that being different. And so it plays with a lot of that, like real. Okay, like yeah. what is what is the performance and what is our real lives is a big question of the show. And it's really interesting. So if you like wrestling or you like TV, I think you'll like heels. Yeah, that's a two big it's parts on, of that Venn diagram. It's on stars, but don't let that intimidate you. I, that was what intimidated me first because I was like, where the hell is stars? Like, yeah. what am I going to, what? I think the first season's like free right now. It's It was free on Amazon Prime. I don't know if it still is, but okay. you can also subscribe to Stars through Amazon Prime. Okay. So don't let that intimidate you. I was very much like, who's a what now? Because yeah, Stars does feel like, wow. Well, <laughs> Stars is like where? I have to yeah. Google it. We have to time travel back to 1998. <laughs> yeah. And get a. And go to my parents' house and like, like find it. And on ask the them if we can subscribe to Stars. Yeah. And then they yell at me about it. And they're like, no. Yeah, yeah, that's we kind have of, enough channels. That is what it feels like when I hear stars, but yeah. um, I figured it out, and now you can too. Uh, well, I want to see the show. I've been meaning to see the show for a while. Also, 
I think the the main characters are Jack Spade and Ace Spade. Yeah, and so their when father you say was their the father, king of spades. When you say their father, I just was like David Spade. Oh yeah, I like that. David Spade is an old Terry Funk wrestler. They should have cast him as such, but they didn't. Um, Dad was a hard man, and he just was like really sarcastic to them all the time. Yeah, I actually I shouldn't say Terry Funk is a comparison. I was just trying to think of like an old school wrestler who like has had a long career that would still be wrestling now because the dad in this show is also painted as kind of a mean guy yeah in flashbacks so there's like a complicated relationship there and i feel like terry funk everything i've heard about him is that he's an absolute sweetheart teddy bear yeah terry life. funk is pretty nice because he has daughters yeah he's a father of daughters so he's i've heard he's a sweetie if i'm wrong tell me in the comments yeah all right. Do you want to talk about Collision? Because I didn't get to watch Collision, but I heard Kira Hogan was on it. She was. They had a women's match, and it That's definitely so had cool. no story of any kind at all. Of course not. Uh, it just was Mercedes. Well, it, g- going into it, yeah. it was Mercedes Martinez versus Kira Hogan. And Kira Hogan's been having some great matches with Athena on uh, yeah. Ring of Honor. She had a whole which was great. And so when you when you do really well in Ring of Honor, what ha- as woman, what happens is you get to graduate to AEW yeah. and sometimes be on the show a little bit. Uh, and so that's why I'm like almost happy that Athena didn't lose the ROH women's world title. Cause I'm like, she's like the star of that show and yeah. she gets to do so much cool stuff. And it's like, if she goes to AEW, like I'm like, oh yeah, I want her to be on AEW. And then I'm like, but do I though? Cause I'm just afraid nothing's going to happen. A couple things actually, before I even go into collision, uh, well, actually, I'll, I'll tie it in in another section because I'm going to talk about this later. Uh, this is how we do it on the fly. We're improvisers. You know, yeah. We're used to be trained. We're classically we're trained. We're improvisers. We're classically... Which means we think out loud a lot. Magnet theater trained. Uh, we have... Uh, uh, so, Collision, right? So, we had Athena and Kira... Or no, uh, Kira Hogan and Mercedes Martinez. Mercedes Martinez wins. But then, Chris... St- she's beating her up more. Then, Chris Statlander, the TBS champion, comes out and, like kind of runs mercedes off but then mercedes attacks her with the belt and then she's like i'm coming for this and then willow comes out to chase mercedes off so there was a lot of wow they got four women in one segment wow how many minutes uh i mean it was like a normal four match minutes length. one minute no no woman? no it was a normal length match <laughs> they got a commercial break in the match so it was long enough for that wow okay that is that is impressive okay thank you tony yeah, yeah there, there was one they got them all in one segment <laughs> didn't have to pepper them through you know no that's great that's great um I'm glad. but it was a very good show overall andrade and buddy matthews had a fantastic ladder match uh it was very hard hitting and crazy um and cm punk Finally pulled out what's in the bag. Oh, I saw that. He put a big X on the belt. He put a big X on it. Very. He really is doing... I, I mean, I keep coming back to the John Cena comparison that he's just going to do what he's going to do and you are just going to decide if he's a baby face or a heel at this point. Yeah. Uh, that definitely was supposed to be heelish, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Um, some people have also pointed out that the X... Choosing the X makes sense for Punk, but also the X crisscrossing in the center means that he completely covered up the elite... The E. Um, hey, you know what else makes CM Punk a lot like John Cena is that this week I watched both the stars, uh, the heel premiere on stars mm-hmm. and the Barbie movie. The heel premiere on stars features CM Punk in a silly wig. Mm-hmm. Barbie movie, Barbie movie, John Cena in a silly wig. That's true. Two men, two silly wigs, two fun 
interesting uh, pieces of art. John Cena also is kind of like a, a male Barbie. He is. He's like he's just he's an a action Ken. figure. He's definitely a Ken. But he's like an action figure. But he's more like the the Barbie because he's like this unrealistic ideal for like a man, and mm-hmm. you like you want to play with him, but he's like kind of empty too, so he can yeah. be anything. Um, he could be a rapper. Yeah. He could be a soldier. Yeah. He could be a all these things. He's not merman. really. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he uh. Uh, but yeah, CM Punk said so he said it was, and he and Ricky Starks had a nice little back and forth. Ricky Starks came out to interrupt him, and then was like, "Okay, now I'm gonna actually do an entrance." So everybody forget that I was here, and I'm gonna run back. And then he <laughs> ran back, and then he came out and did an entrance, his like full entrance. Uh, and then they set up a match. So CM Punk is going to defend the real world championship against Ricky Starks mm. next week on Collision with. Uh, so now Ricky they've got the two world Steamboat. championships in AEW. Well, I don't know if this is... It's not like a sanctioned world championship, which is very funny because Ricky Starks keeps getting these like fake belts. Yeah. He won the FTW championship, which is not a sanctioned title. He got this belt from winning the Owen Hart Cup, which is like the Owen Hart Cup is real, but the, the belt isn't an actual championship that you mm-hmm. defend. And then if he wins this world title, which I don't think he will right now, but he might, uh, then that's also not a world champion. That's not a real title. So... I don't know. It seems like they're going to... I don't know if they're going to do two world titles or if they're just going to move forward towards CM Punk versus MJF. And then the main event of Collision was also great. It was MJF and Adam Cole. Better than you, Bebe. Versus FTR for the tag team titles. Uh, And it was a great match. It's interesting. MJF hasn't had a single opinion on CM Punk having this shadow title. I uh, makes well he's been distracted by this whole MJ, uh, this Adam Cole storyline he's been focused on the tag titles yeah uh, it's did. just interesting to me that like that, I feel like that's the big elephant in the room right now yeah it does it is, is weird that, that they're on the same show and yeah, he's literally like not even dancing around with a shadow title yeah in front of a guy who is has been so obsessed with his belt maybe he's like I don't know I don't even think about you you're bullshit. Yeah, maybe. I know you're bullshit. But it's thing it's more because he's involved in this. Probably uh, could have said that. Though. It is a little bit weird that they're not addressing it at all. But I guess it's also that everybody's just very heavily invested in this Adam Cole. MJF I'm also just thing. curious what MJF's like. Really thinking? Yeah. Like what, what his stance is on working with Punk. I'm sure he would be fine with it. I mean, I don't think. I he, mean, you would think so. I don't but, think he had a bad how... experience with him. But he also was back there for that fight. No, I know. Like, That's why I'm like, I like, I don't like MJF is not a person that I would expect to have a moral stance against CM Punk at any yeah. point. But it is just interesting. Yeah, like, I would loudly like, interesting to me that there's no crossover in these storylines at all. Like I, not even a reference in a promo. I feel like they're waiting. I feel like they're going to do it. Yeah, and they're just waiting. But he does have a storyline reason right now that he's like not really. I do agree that it is a little weird that he's not addressing it at all. But it's he's just, just very so heavily invested yeah. in this Adam Cole thing, which I mean, his character is like making a friend for the first time ever. So yeah. he's like very distracted. And by I that. think that's nice and that's cool. It's just it, you'd think there'd even be a line of like him, a throwaway line in a promo of him acknowledging that he doesn't care or some, yeah, something. Maybe. Because it just feels like a loud silence, you know? It is weird. It was weird to see him with the belt and be like, wait, but there's this other guy there. Yeah, because it feels He's right. on the same show. It, if he was on Dynamite only, it would be different. It really does feel like CM Punk is in his own little promotion right now. Yeah. <laughs> and so it that's, does feel like he's that's little, kind of why it's weird to me. It is like a little pocket, even within Collision, because people yeah. c- people cross over from Dynamite to Collision a lot. Yeah, I, it, wouldn't, it wouldn't be so jarring to me if MJF wasn't 
on collision now. Yeah. You know, like if, if MJF was just on dynamite, I'd be like, Oh, okay. They're like different shows. So yeah. like maybe we're playing with the idea that this show has its own like world title or something, yeah. but no, MJF is like right there. Yeah. He ended the show. He main evented the show. <laughs> yeah. And then didn't they lost and MJF is actually the one that got pinned. And then he was like, I blew it. I blew it. And then Adam Cole grabbed the world title and gave it to him. He's like, you're the world champion. You didn't blow it. Okay. We blew it. You know, we're a team. Aww. You're my friend. And then Adam Cole like turned his back on him and he's like, if you got to do it, you know, just, just do it. And he was like, and MJF like toyed with the idea of hitting him with a belt. And then he didn't, he didn't. And then Aww. they hugged and then they celebrated in the ring together for a really, really long time. And I was like, it's not over until the, and then they went to spade in the black and those friendship remained. And I think they had to, cause I was like, I'm not ready for this team to be over. Yeah. And it's like, maybe this is the first time that MJF is actually genuinely feeling something. Yeah. Maybe this is he's like his first actual friend because Adam Cole is kind of just like him. Yeah. He's just becoming a face. And I was like, this is the only way that they can turn him face. So why not just keep doing this? And then maybe Adam Cole turns on him, you know? Yeah. That'd be interesting. I do. I do think that MJF turning on Adam Cole is like so expected that it like would yeah. almost not be fun. You know, like it's like, fine sure Unless they find a really good but it's unexpected like spot to do it yeah that's true but i mean i th- i feel like it would just be like it's something that we're all openly waiting for yeah exactly so it's kind of like no matter when they do it it's going to be like oh yeah that was coming but if it's the other way around mm-hmm. that's surprising and interesting because adam cole's character has also been a piece of shit yeah for, and uh, it also like helps that would help the mjf like myth grow because yeah. it's like Oh, he's he's a jerk, but also he's been wronged by so many of his own heroes, you know, like yeah. William Regal and and Sam Punk yeah, and, and, and Adam, Adam Cole, Cole and the, all and these the, people have betrayed him. So maybe he's right to be such a jerk. Every you know? time that he opens himself up, somebody betrays him. Yeah. Including his fiance. His fiance. Anyway. So that was a great show. I just wanted to talk about that. And I guess well, we don't have to talk about this now. We can I can talk about this anytime. This is not really a huge Once again, deal. we're improvisers, so we don't plan anything ahead just, of time and we think I out know. Loud. I mean there's a plan. I just was I'm just thinking about time. Okay. And we don't have to talk about this now. All right. So we can move so, on to Oh shoot. Oh shoot. So I had a, two things here. Vince McMahon, friend of the show, you know, Vince McMahon, uh he has apparently had major spinal surgery. What? Oh, yeah. I mean, I don't know. It's just crazy that they have. I mean, it's like, I mean, he's he's older, I guess. And he, I don't know what is going on with that. It's just crazy. He's probably older and done like five what? million squats. Yeah. So his back's probably. Out. So here's the thing. It's like, I remember reading some interview about Vince McMahon talking about being in shape. And I'm like, is Vince McMahon in shape, though? Or is he just like very muscular? Because I think those are different things. They're very different things. Like in shape means you're flexible and you're healthy. Your heart you works move. really well. You can move. Like There's lots of guys who are very muscular who cannot move. Yeah, who are very slow and probably have really bad cardio. Um, and Excuse especially me. Vince. I just burped. Yeah, because you're in such good shape. I'm in great shape. Yeah, so Vince McMahon. I'm in great shape, brother. Yeah. <laughs> We're in the I best. need the snake arms. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, so I don't know that happened. And, uh, you yeah. know, it just was well, a thing that uh, happened. Don't get well too soon, Vince. Hey, t- take oh. as much time as oh. you need. Vince, take as much time away as you need. Just make sure you're fully healed, you know, however however long it takes, bud. All right? Yeah. And then uh, the other shoot thing that happened was uh, on SmackDown was Rey Mysterio versus Santos Escobar, two friends, two oh. members of the LWO. 
in a tournament final that was to on determine, SmackDown. Yeah, to yeah. determine the um the uh number one contender to Austin Theory's United States championship. Uh and they apparently they Rey Mysterio's on the outside, Santos Escobar does a suicide dive into Ray, they both fall, cut to commercial, come back from commercial, referees check the referee and the doctor are checking on Ray, and then the referee calls the match off. Oh no. And they uh Leclerc Santos Escobar the winner, he doesn't really get into the arm raising thing and he goes over to Ray. Ray is able to get up and do a little like hug with him. Uh and it was, it looked like Ray when he got the suicide dive, like they went back and it looked like Ray's head hit the like the floor basically. Oh no. So I don't know if he was like I mean he was able to get up and like hug him and stand up and everything. It's not yeah. like he was probably just has a concussion. Yeah, he probably has a concussion. So uh, yeah. it was scary. We don't want to see that. Oh, Ray yeah. get well soon. But also take all the time that you need, but not in a but sarcastic also way. Also, Ray Mysterio. No, no. Oh no, is right. You deserve it because you're a terrible father. This is Rhea Ripley That's, from the UK. I, yeah, I cannot do an Australian accent to save were my you life. Ripley? Oh, I wish you wish. Oh, you think you are? Oh, I have a little shoot thing that happened. You shoot? I showed it to you earlier, but uh, the audience might not know that uh, John Moxley's daughter, Nora, had a comment on her mother's action figure. Renee Paquette has an action figure out, and Nora Moxley looked at the action figure and declared, it has boobies. Yeah, she said, you have boobies. And she said, you have boobies, but she pointed to the yeah, toy, yeah, so she was talking boobies. about the toy. It's but very yeah. much John Moxley's daughter. Yeah. She looks like she looks like she has John Moxley's face with Renee's hair. What day and is then, the show? And then, and I was trying. Saturday, Sunday, 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 Sunday. This man, John Moxley, has not taken a vacation since. He's supposed to take a vacation a year ago. Um, I was trying to think also of their daughter's like future wrestling name. Hang on, hang on. It just didn't work out. It just didn't work out. Fragile ego, <laughs> fragile body. <laughs> Weak uh, mind. Anyway, weak all right. Should we do the awards? Well, I was just trying to think oh. of like what her name would be as a wrestler if oh, she ever becomes oh. a wrestler. And I was like, well, her real name is Nora. Nora Moxley doesn't flow. She could be Nora something else. But then I was like, Jane Moxley. She could be Jane Moxley, or she yeah. could just be a different name entirely. But I just like the idea of a of she like, Mox. I I just like the idea of like a Mox she. Mox she. Yo. I just like the idea of a a. Like a girl version of John Moxley who's just blading all the time and is weird, um, but she probably she could she she's could be gonna a, be so pretty. She could be though. a graphic she's artist. I don't be know. So she could do whatever. She, and pretty looking. She but I don't want wants. her to blade. Well, that would be even cooler if she was. I know. I just don't want her to get all scarred up. Well, you know what can you do? I don't know. Maybe she's gonna anyway. be. A, she'll be a. She'll be a producer. I don't know. She okay. can do anything. Now we should move on to the awards. Okay, so promo of the week. You want to go first? Sure. First. Um, I meant to have the Nora Moxley thing be my promo of the week, mm-hmm. but then I was it's like, more of a shoot. I it got was a shoot. I got excited at the shoot segment. It was a shoot though. It, it was early. a shoot. Yeah. And it was a shoot also. Um, but anyway, my real pick was I was watching, as I said, I only watched impact this week and bully Ray had a great promo where he interrupts Leo rush by just like screaming in his ear. Like, mm-hmm. who are you talking about? Like, Leo rush was, was, he was telling some other uh, other wrestlers like why do you trust this guy you yeah. should and then bully and it Ray. culminates in leo rush turning on uh joining them essentially and becoming part of their faction 
But uh, it was really funny, and it just made me think about how all men from New York or New Jersey are just, like, built to be wrestlers Mm -hmm. because the kind of, like, cartoonish accents (laughs) and loud, getting loud for no reason and just, like, talking smack comes very naturally to men from the Northeast. And yeah. you're a man from the Northeast. And I'm so. like a quiet, I'm like a pretty quiet man from the Northeast. Yeah. And even I get very loud. You're, you, you get very, you're, you're not very, even. you're a very quiet person and you're not a very assuming person. You're definitely no bully Ray, mm-hmm. but like you do, like if anything slightly aggravates you at all, I'll go off. You reach a volume yeah. that like I never reach. Yeah. <laughs> and it'll be like. Why do they only put two sticks of butter in this thing? Yeah, like, and I'm like, calm down. They should have a four pack, and it's like they do. Well, I didn't see any. And this was just a great example of that, like immediate loudness. Because yeah. he came up behind Leo Rush and was like, shouldn't trust who? Yeah. Me? Uh, yeah, you're funny. literally like like frying the mic. Sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. Uh, anyway, so that was, that was very funny. You showed me that. Yeah. And... Your promo of the week? I had a couple different ones. I thought about the MJF and Adam Cole thing, but I, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna do CM Punk and Ricky Starks because I'm interested to see where this whole world title thing goes. And they were throwing some barbs. Yeah. Ricky Starks pointed it's out a that shadow CM Punk, world title. Let's be clear. Yeah. CM Punk. Ricky Starks pointed out. I mean, I'm just always. I love heel Ricky Starks, and he's always very funny and fun, and. uh he pointed out that CM Punk doesn't really have any friends in AEW or seemingly. And then he was like, go to Stanford if you have to, to find a referee that'll be on your side. Oh. <laughs> uh, That's so, pretty good. Yeah. And so it was just fun. And it was also just fun because it was like CM Punk's been teasing that this bag like thing. funny because they keep making a point to like have CM Punk have friends. They keep being like FTR likes CM Punk. Darby, Darby Allen said loves he CM was Punk. his friend. Yeah. They keep making such a point to yeah. be like, he has friends. People like him here. And then it's funny. A couple for Ricky. guys like him. <laughs> it's funny to be like Ricky Stark and be like, nobody likes you, bro. Yeah. So Tony's paying these people to hang out with you. <laughs> uh. So, but it was a very good promo. It was also a nice culmination of like where they, you know, what's in the bag? Are we going to move forward with this? What's I guess in we the are. Bag? What's, what's in the bag? What's in the box? And then, uh, it. The only thing that was weird about it is whenever CM Punk tries to be just like a regular baby face still, sometimes it feels off. Yeah. And he's like, well, yeah, but you cheated. And it's like, yeah, but I don't know what's, what, what, are, what's your deal right now, man? Yeah. Like I, I don't feel sorry for you for getting screwed or whatever. So I don't know what I'm supposed to, but you're also a jerk. So I like, you can't really, he doesn't have a moral high ground really. Mm-hmm. So for him to like just shit on somebody for cheating, it doesn't really work the way it could. But anyway. Yeah. But otherwise, not, it was great. He's not a baby face. Anyway, so. Match of the week. So I, there were a lot of great matches this week. MJF and Adam Cole was a great was a great match. It was really fun. Yeah. I, I almost gave it to Andrade versus Buddy Matthews in that ladder match because it was really good. But this G1 Climax is like, I mean, seriously, just like pick a night and almost you could pick any match and it would be possibly match of the week. But I gave it to Eddie Kingston versus Tomohiro Ishii. From this week's G1 Climax, one of the many shows that they did this week. Uh, and it just was very hard-hitting, fantastic, great selling and storytelling and everything. And also, they just worked really well together. It was, I think it was their third match. Uh, and it was Ishii's first victory in the G1 this year. Mm-hmm. Um, so, it was a big deal. And it was an excellent match. It was really, like, 
a match I would show people. Mm-hmm. Be like, why do you like wrestling? Well, here's a, a great example of one of the types of wrestling matches that I think is like pretty much perfect. Yeah. Um, and there's other types of matches that I like, but that is a great one. Yeah. Um, so for my match of the week, I only watched Impact. Mm-hmm. And um, I really enjoyed one of their women's matches, one of their two women's matches. Um, Giselle Shaw versus Masha Slamovich, mm-hmm. um, which saw Giselle Shaw victorious. Wow, over one but, of the tag team champions. Yeah. Um, but it was a distraction thing where, like, Giselle's team, like, started talking smack to Masha while she had Giselle in a hold. And then and then Masha got all upset and, like, you know, ran to the side of the ring to, like, yell at them. But then, you know, Masha's tag team partner came in and... Killer Kelly. Yeah, Killer Kelly came in and, and fought... Giselle's team but then that gave Giselle the edge she needed to do a quick roll up on Masha the old raw <laughs> but I liked four it finishes. It's, I it liked work. it for that match because it was a match that was fun to watch because they were pretty they were pretty equally matched and Giselle's shot is a little bit more showy than Masha Slamovich a little mm-hmm. bit more like glitz and glamour mm-hmm. and so it was fun to see those two styles like together and I like that finish for them because it doesn't necessarily put one over the other. It's like, yeah, they're pretty equally matched, and the only way one could really beat the other was to cheat. Yeah, that's how WWE often uses it to like get out of making yeah. a decision. But Which uh, I liked because I liked both of these competitors. It, I think it works. I mean, much like everything WWE does, it's totally fine. Mm-hmm. They just do it like yeah. ad nauseum yeah. over and over again on a Whereas loop. this was so, the only match in this show that had that. Yeah, exactly. So, so it's like they don't, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, we don't even really talk about WWE that much in this because I don't, like we're not watching Raw and SmackDown for the most part. Yeah. Um. And I'm like, sometimes I'm like, should we be want- talking about WWE more? And it's like, I no. Nah, <laughs> they I have enough press. We I mean, talk about like, them when they do stuff. We do. You know, and I've been, I mean, all, their, pa- money the all of their pay-per-views this year have been yeah. very good. I've yeah. enjoyed thoroughly all their pay-per-views this year. And honestly, that's the way to go. Mm-hmm. If you want to follow WWE, just subscribe to the cheapest tier of Peacock and then just watch the pay-per-views yeah. and you will be all set. You anyway, don't need to ever watch Ron Smith. All that to say, my match of the week is Impact. Yes. Giselle Shaw, Masha Slamovich. Check it out. And if you want to watch Impact, you got to subscribe to Stars, right? You got to do a. No, I don't you know. know. It's, it's on a, Access TV. It's AXS TV. Yeah, Access. Which, if you the, have cable, you can just tape it. Yeah, just anyway. pop a tape in your VCR and. <laughs> Outfit good. of the week. I picked Andrade El Idolo, and he had a. He usually wears like kind of a, like almost like a zoot suit type thing, mm. and like the pants are like pinstriped, like you know. Mm dress pants and this time he had he totally didn't do like the Los Ingobernables suit thing he just did like he had like leather pants but then he had like a leather singlet top thing Mm. that was like very bondagey and he had like a a belt buckle up here Mm -hmm. to buckle like one of the straps up here and it was just and he had like his hair sort of more down than he usually does it was like a very it was like a darker Look, which is the whole thing is that Malachi Black is trying to like awaken his darkness and get him to like. So, uh, but it was a it was an interesting. Sounds like it's awakening. It was an interesting. Uh, sounds like interesting it is awakening. So that's what I picked. Do a yeah. buckle up here. It's unique. Yeah. Nobody buckles up here. Well, that's great. I picked Giselle Shaw. Where was her buckle? She had. Oh, she didn't have a single buckle on her because she wow. wore she wore a two piece, uh, like basically a two piece swimsuit in the ring, but. 
that wasn't what won her this award this week. What won her the award is the ring jacket she wore to the ring, which was basically just a dress mm. that lit up. It was very like Taylor Swift meets, I don't know, uh, Ric Flair or something. You know what I mean? Like it was just very like cool. And it looked great. Rick Swift definitely sounds like a wrestler too. <laughs> there was something else I thought of before this episode, before we taped, that was like Taylor Swift and something else that was more perfect, but I forgot it. Was it a so wrestler? So we'll say Ric Flair. I don't remember. We're not going to find out on here. Okay. So anyway, that was my outfit of the week. Outfit of the week. Outfit of the week. Um, and then we have one more segment. One more category. One more category. It's a quick episode this week. Nerd fantasy booking. So I said I want to see. John Cena go to AEW as the Mermaid Ken from Barbie. I want him to work that gimmick specifically, and I want him to wrestle in a tail, in a fish tail. Yeah, can't use his legs. Cannot use his legs. He can flop. He can flop. He, he can, can flop. Flip. He can flip. He can flop. He can flip, and he can flop, but he cannot stand. He can flip. He can flop. And he if can he has, wriggle. He can slither. If he can have a match in water... That's his in element. In a luxurious pool? Yeah, that's his element. So I want that gimmick. So John Cena, go to AEW as Mermaid Ken from Barbie. Yeah. I think it would be great. Nobody's working a mermaid gimmick right now. Nobody is at all. And, and it would fight, get over. could fight Shark Boy. Oh, my God. They could. Yeah. We just figured it out. A mermaid gimmick would get over hard. Yeah, a mermaid gimmick. Somebody doing a Especially mermaid gimmick. Especially if somebody gimmick had to like slither down the ramp. Yes. At, can you imagine going to a GCW show and somebody's a mermaid? Everybody would lose their minds. Yeah. Uh, okay, that's great. Um, all right, so my nerd fantasy booking is I think AEW, the only way to really fix their women's booking problem is to do a joint show with Impact that's mm. like Forbidden Door, but it's on Halloween and instead of being like called Forbidden Door, it's called like Undead Realm Rises, or so. it's like something where instead of opening the Forbidden Door, they've accidentally opened the Undead Realm, which is part of the Impact Cinematic Universe. The Undead Realm is like a place where they go to and come back from. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's got supernatural stuff going on in there. There's like a whole mystique around it that I'm not caught up on. Um, but this could be the way that. AEW punctures the universe wow. of Impact or or vice versa. And then they can have a bunch of women from it, Impact come over to AEW and fight their women. They can have like a Spider-Man No Way Home story where somebody goes to Malachi Black to like, because they want it. They oh, want, yeah. Like. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, like so Julia Hart could be, could like accidentally open this like yeah. wormhole from the undead realm where like the coven and Trinity and all these people uh, break into AEW and it's like, oh no, yeah, we've got to defeat them and push them back. Yeah, and it's oh man, I want to see that now. Wouldn't it be great? It'd be a great little Halloween show. It could be spooky. That would be fun. Supernatural. Uh, Santino could run around. Oh yeah, Santino Morella. Santino could haunt Tony Khan like a ghost. I'm a haunting you, Tony Khan. <laughs> and. Uh, they, they actually did do a, cro- a bunch of crossovers with Impact early on. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was mostly just Kenny Omega going to Impact shows and beating all the Impact people. But they were great matches. I mean, Well, Kenny Omega has to close the door to the Forbidden Realm. Yeah, Or the does. Undead Realm, I mean. Oh, and he's going to have... Forbidden Realm is a great... Forbidden Realm. Forbidden Realm's the great name for and it. And he's also got to... He's going to have to, like, sacrifice himself and be like, I have to stay. Yeah. To close the door. And they're like, 
Kenny, no. <laughs> and then, like the young bucks are gonna have to drag Hangman away from him. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Kenny, don't. Oh man, I'm about to cry. This <laughs> is like I'm just imagining Kenny Omega being like, "It's okay, it's okay, Adam." Yeah. I have to go, and then he has to just like fade away. Yeah. God damn. But then somehow. But then it. But then it says like Kenny Omega will return yeah. at the end. <laughs> or it's like a different version of Kenny, and he doesn't like remember them. Yeah. And they're like, oh, God. And he's like, it's 2010. Well, yeah, like the House of Black is like, we can bring him back, but it won't be the same. No. It won't be the same, Kenny. Oh, no. But we can. We can do that. God, uh, I want Malachi Black and the House of Black to have powers like that. Yeah. They can open. They're all into the occult. Yeah. I mean, what is the point of having all these occult factions in like, because AEW actually has like several factions that are kind of dedicated to magic. Like there's kind of Dark Order, yeah. House of Black. I mean, the I know the, is a little bit. I know the kingdom is like Christian, but like it's kind of like. I don't think the kingdom are. They have a big cross in their logo. I don't think they're supposed to be like Christians, though. I don't. I've never gotten a Christian vibe from them. Well, I only say that because of the huge cross they have in all their. I don't logos. think it's like the kingdom of heaven. I don't think that was like. Yeah, what but like, see, look at their shirts. They wear all crosses right, those, all the time. Those, those do look very. Those do look very <laughs> Christian, but I don't think that that's their. <laughs> I don't think that I'm that's showing their John thing. a picture of these three people in T-shirts that have crowns around crosses, yeah, like Christian is, crosses. That is, and he's telling me, yeah, that does seem a little bit Christian. <laughs> well, when you point it out, but I don't think they've ever worked a gimmick that's supposed to be like we are. The, no, I know, like, but I'm saying that like clearly that's maybe that's part of it. I don't think, I don't that think it's they ever don't been acknowledge Christianity if they have crosses in their logos. I just don't think I'm that's not saying ever they've done promos around Christianity, but obviously that's part of it. I don't think if it's they're called the kingdom and they have crosses in all their logos. We both Googled it, babe. Uh, like what? What more do you need to know? I just don't. I just didn't realize that was ever like their like. Why would they have the cross then? I don't know. A lot of people have crosses. Do they? In the center of their logo, a Christian cross? I've never gotten like Jewish. Any sort of a Christian vibe from them. As though that's the giant crosses that they I don't know. I guess I mean I never thought of it as being I think it was like Adam Cole's group initially and they just were general heels. Yeah. And maybe now it's more religious than it was i just every time we've seen them they've had a huge cross in their like graphics on screen and in their gear so well the righteous is another group and they're like a cult so well i don't think yeah i mean i'm just saying what i'm seeing here which is them in t-shirts that have big crosses on them they sell a t-shirt that has a cross they are saying my god or our god is an awesome god. yeah i mean i don't really know what else to tell you babe it kind of seems like they're a little bit spiritual in their practice of wrestling 700 club um yeah Uh, see there's their their graphic when they come out has a big cross on it they're all doing the sign of the cross yeah i mean it's like i don't know i don't know Uh, maybe i'm crazy maybe i'm crazy of them with jesus Yeah, I don't know. Maybe I'm crazy. Maybe all I'm right, not. That's all. I don't know. Reddit has nothing. <laughs> well, I don't think they do promos about like the love of Christ. I just no, but I'm just trying to say I don't think that was ever like part. I don't. But know. I think that the kingdom is like plus a cross. I think any most people when they look at that, I say, never "Oh, kingdom of heaven." Thought of them. That just was their name. I. Yeah. <laughs> 
I don't know. Yeah, no, our wrestling faction is just called We Love Jesus. It doesn't really have anything to do with Christianity. Well, they yeah, they never uh, said that uh, they care about him at all. Yeah, we don't really care about, like, you know, God or whatever. We just named our faction, like, uh, there is one God, uh, and his name is Jesus. So That could mean anything. All right, well, that's all I got today. Well, anyway, my point is AEW has a lot of factions that are kind of based around some kind of mysticism or spirituality or magic force and they could heighten that for this crossover special. They could. That I'm pitching. So, anyway, that's uh, that's all we got this week. That's it. That's all we got. Um, I had fun. This is karma. This is karma. Yes, it is karma. That is correct, Kiki Taro. Okay. Have a good week, everybody. Have a good week. Bye. Bye.